Hello, badasses, and welcome back to the League of Badass Women podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Orth. I recently went to Sweden to speak at EQ Loves Festival about gender equity in the music industry. There was a wealth of discussion there about many of the topics we talk about here in the League of Badass Women. There seems to be just a heightened awareness in Sweden in general about the importance of gender equality. So I grabbed my microphone and managed to get a couple of great interviews with a few leaders of the equality movement in Gothenburg. For today's episode, we'll focus on the impact of the Me Too movement, including an actual backlash in Sweden. Melisha and Nadia are two of the organizers of EQ Loves Festival. My name is uh, Melisha. I'm from Gothenburg, Sweden, and I'm a music producer here in Gothenburg. I have a recording studio since many years here. What badass means to me is finding that inner strength uh, through all times, all the rough times and the better times, and just to remember why you started. I'm Nadia Itasari. I'm a singer-songwriter, artist, producer, and poet. I live in Gothenburg, and I originally come from Finland. I'm badass because I have realized over the last years that I can do all of these things. I don't need to be only a singer, or only a songwriter, or only a musician. I can be everything if I want to. Badass for me is... Like, I dare to do things. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about, or I want you guys to talk a little bit about the effects of the Me Too movement. The difference between before the Me Too movement in the music industry and afterwards, how that maybe affected having to have women's only spaces or more awareness or openness around that. Hmm. That too big of a question. It's a very big question. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll admit, it is a big question to ask, especially for a brief podcast episode. But it was an incredibly interesting discussion on a panel at EQ Loves Festival, and I wanted to capture at least some of it. And just a quick word before we continue. The views discussed here are by no means meant to represent the views of the League of Badass Women as a whole. And in this conversation, we're specifically talking about the before and after of the Me Too hashtag that went viral in 2017 after the Harvey Weinstein sexual abuse allegations. The Me Too movement itself began in 2006 by Tarana Burke, a longtime civil rights activist and organizer from the Bronx in New York City. And as stated on MeTooMVMT.org, the movement was founded to help survivors of sexual violence, particularly black women and girls, and other young women of color from low-wealth communities, find pathways to healing. It was the culmination of over a decade's worth of work by Tarana Burke's grassroots organization that led to today's global movement and vital dialogue about sexual violence. For more information on Me Too and its history, please visit the links below this episode. Now let's hear what these women in Sweden have to say about it, starting with Nadia. 
I guess there's a lot to say, but the conclusion is still, it needs to be discussed even more. Like, where are all the stories of the people that didn't know where to even start after Me Too? Know where to start. Like, I myself have a bunch of stories, but I didn't even know where to start. Because it ripped open so many scars Mm. and so many layers to my vision Mm. that I hadn't been able to process. Because I just, uh, whatever, I just moved on. But where is the deeper layers and, you know, a broader sense of what is this? So Um, you mean like... A lot of people came out with their stories and stuff yeah. like that, and you didn't, right? For instance, yes, and, and I just I, took myself as a as yeah. an example. I can of, relate because yeah. I had the exact same thing, yeah. and I was kind of like, I'm applauding all these women who came out and everything like that, and I couldn't take the courage to do it myself. Yeah, is mm. it a lack of courage to not come out because? I don't see it that way. I also watched all the women coming Mm. out and a a lot Mm. of celebrities and saying, you know, this is my story and this is the abuse I went through. I was like, finally. I don't know. Maybe I'm (laughs) jaded, but I was like, okay, this is good that it's becoming a a mainstream issue. I've been dealing with this for 20 years, Mm. you know, so... And we all of us, I think, felt lonely in that as well, because as I introduced myself as badass, I've always been the person voicing other people's Mm. issues as well. I've always been there like, why is this happening to this person? And finally, other people were doing that too. It wasn't just me alone, the crazy lady, always voicing the issues. It just made me think a lot and I had to process a lot. And in order for me to write this, it takes some processing. I just can't, I can't just blurt it out. Right. Because I'm also a hypersensitive person, so I sort of been sensing other people's mm. emotions regarding this issue as well. It's such a deep and layered subject with so many nuances to it. Right. And, and now mm. there's been a lot of backlash as well, as we've seen in Sweden. Mm. I mean, like people who were, you know, coming out and also getting reported to the police and uh, going to court because they outed people. The men were taking the women to court? Yes. For outing them? Yes. So, and how did that hold up in court? So it's it's still in process, but I'm thinking about the woman that started Like Me Too in Sweden, Sissi Wallin. She was outing a powerful journalist for rape. Mm. She was not the only victim either. And she's in court right now. The last couple of Uh, weeks, this has been a very central subject, actually, in media here. So it's been like a a Me Too backlash. As far as the music industry, we had a... Like um, uprop, how do you say that in English? Shout out. Shout out for women in music. It was a lot of women coming together and giving voices. It, it was anonymously, some people was not saying their names, but a lot of famous people came out as well in the same thing. <laughs> that was creating some light to the problem as well. With the the woman who's in court now, yeah. has there been support from other women in the community that are coming? Yes. I mean, 
Does the yes. guy even have a chance of winning at this point? Is there enough awareness and like women lifting each other up and supporting each other? Well, in in because, Facebook uh, and by social media, mm-hmm. yes. But then in, in the situation in the court, I'm actually not sure. Of course, because she also, as Melisha mentioned, had some female allies that's been through abuse by the same man and they actually Mm -hmm. came up with that too. The interesting part is there's been documentaries angling the situation. It's so fascinating. It's called Frederick and Sissi Wallin. I don't know his name now. I forgot his name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know his name. Yeah, but Um, I mean, like, the conclusion is that it's been a bit of a backlash here in Sweden uh, as well as, uh, I don't know, maybe in America too, I don't know. Is the Me Too movement going too far and stuff like that? My name is Emma Knuckare. And I live in Gothenburg in Sweden. Emma is a well-known Swedish comedian and radio presenter who founded the Statement Festival, which is the first major music festival for women, non-binary, and trans people. We talk more about that festival in a future episode, but for now we get to hear Emma's thoughts on the impact of Me Too. So I also got to interview Malisha and Nadia from EQ Loves Music, Mm. and we had a really excellent conversation. One of the things that Malisha brought up was that there's a backlash in Sweden of the Me Too movement. Have you seen any of that? Yeah, now there is like many women who have named their rapists or now have problems with the law themselves. So that's definitely a backlash, a double-double public service in Sweden did a really shitty show about one of the rapists uh, that was like, boohoo, boohoo, uh. boohoo. He's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a really strange turn, I think. The backlash also is that many think that we have already talked about this. We don't need to talk about it. Right. Like we, we talked about that for three months. Exactly. It's enough now. It's yeah. not a, exactly. That's what's happening in the US too. It's not a hot topic anymore. We're tired. The women will be fine. Yeah, exactly. I asked Emma about her initial reactions to Me Too. I saw it on Instagram, a Swedish celebrity named one male celebrity. And I was like, oh shit, is this really happening? And I was contacting her with a direct message because... I was a, a coward. I didn't want to comment openly because mm. I was, this is t- so sensitive. Mm. So even I was like, okay, I'm writing a direct message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it just break loose. Many of my colleagues that was named and yeah, it was a lot the first couple of months. But many of those men, like the television men are back now on the regular post. Mm. We female comedians were like having their jobs for a couple of months, but uh, now they're back, yeah. Also, I can see with the festival. Last summer, we did the first statement festival at 2017. Actually, the New York Times was there, so that was fun. And the summer, last summer, uh, 2018, the police came with a report that there was not as much violence, especially not sexual violence, on the festivals. We thought that, yes, okay, we succeeded. Yeah. Now it's enough in the festivals. Everyone gets it. And now we had a summer 
this summer. We're back on the same level as 2017 with the rapes in the Swedish festivals. So we had like one good year. What do you think the the next steps are in order to decrease the number of rapes? Anywhere. The festival thing is, it starts smaller. We are reactions. I think we are going to just do what we are doing. And Mm -hmm. so I am not taking any debates and stuff because I I am just doing the festival and let other people debate it. Mm -hmm. But I think also now that the women and the non-binary are done. We have done our thing. We have screamed and talked about this for years and years and years and years. I think it's up to the society to do something about this now with laws and it's up to cis men to do something about it. They have to take over this now. Yes. My reaction to the Me Too movement towards the beginning was when the women came out against Louis C.K. and I was a huge Louis C.K. fan. Yeah. Were you surprised? No, I don't think I was surprised, but I was surprised. One friend of mine was also one of the names in the Me Too movement. He called me that day and was like, what the hell I'm going to do? And I was really surprised. I was like, how couldn't I see this? Mm. When it was like 30 women who had stories about what? 30? He had done. Yeah, (gasps) it was really much. If I can't see it. It can be everyone, Mm. isn't it? A rapist doesn't look in a special way. It's not uh, one kind of person, but almost 100% a cis male. I also want to know what happened to Louis you know, Well, the reason why I thought about it, too, is because I think, and a lot of people said, well, he'll just, he'll disappear for a couple of years and then he'll be back. With a cry story, yeah. Yeah, and there was Aziz Ansari who was called out, and then I watched, he spoke about it on his stand-up special. I watched the beginning of it, and it was completely disappointing. Like, the, the, mm. the, his, he, it wasn't like an At the very least, I would expect an apology and kind of a greater awareness and understanding and kind of coming to terms (laughs) with who you are. And it wasn't like that at all. The Swedish comedian, I think he's never going to do stand-up anymore because people would get mad. Everyone knows, but no one is talking about it. He's still sick, his agency says. So... But I don't think he can do a comeback. Some other can that have like done minor things or not rapes, but used their power. Like this television men, they are back, but it was not rapes Mm -hmm. they were accused for. But but I think Louis C.K., wasn't he like, yeah, I'm so disgusting. I have done this. Uh, He Uh, he did. I tried to stop, but I can't. I'm disgusting. (laughs) He did admit to it. Yeah, but yeah, he, yeah. and he apologized in the New York yeah. Times. But I, that doesn't. I mean, I think at that point, if these comedians and other artists are able to continue their careers, then it's really the fault of the audience at that point. Because Aziz yeah. Ansari, when I watched his spe- the beginning of his special, you know, people cheered and people were there. People bought tickets. It was sold out. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's on Netflix. It's I think Netflix seems on it's definitely distribute it and yeah. it's just this it's kind of more disappointing of the people that are continuing to support yeah. these artists so yeah you know mm. and then people are like well there's different levels there's rape and then there's sexual harassment and it's like yeah. just don't use your power like that yeah 
we have to dismantle the building blocks of sexual violence. Power and privilege. Said Tarana Burke during her powerful TED Talk called Me Too is a Movement, Not a Moment. We have to re-educate ourselves and our children to understand that power and privilege doesn't always have to destroy and take. It can be used to serve and build. Here in the League of Badass Women podcast and in our members' power talks and online discussions, we'll continue to explore the intricacies of power, privilege, and how we can make change personally and in the workplace and beyond. In the meantime, thanks for listening to the League of Badass Women podcast. Produced by myself, Jamie Silverman, and Valerie Orth. Creative direction by Jamie Silverman. Music by Valerie Orth. Want to get involved or learn more? Check us out at www.leagueofbadasswomen.org or join our Facebook group. Love our podcast? Then show us some love. Subscribe, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. And share with your friends. The more badasses, the better. Thanks again to our featured badasses on today's episode. And thank you for being a badass.